But anyway, he stuck them in here like this, put cotton in them, glue them, sent them to the mail, and then and, and it would get and through get customs. I had to sign for it, got through customs. Hey, this is Matt Cox, and I am here with Joey Sales. Uh, Joey wrote a book called Joey the Needle. Right here it is. And um, he's got a story about uh, he was uh, importing uh, massive amounts of, of steroids from Ukraine, from Ukraine of Ukraine. all places. So there's a whole Ukraine angle. Yeah. Anyway, um, he went to prison. Uh, uh, a wrote few the, times. Yeah. <laughs> wrote the book. And, Slow uh, learner. <laughs> super interesting story. And uh, so check it out. There's three parts of the book. You know, I was involved with a bunch of uh, Ukrainian smuggling steroids in the country. Right. There's a subplot to it that I was, uh, your M MMA freaks out there might know, I was quarterman for Bobby Hoffman from 1998, 1999. And for all you MMA junkies out there, one time he was the most feared heavyweight in the world. He was the first guy to knock out Alistair Overeem, and he was the first guy to knock out and beat Rico Rodriguez. And the third subplot to it is that uh, even though I was in and out of jail a lot, I kept a real close relationship with my daughter, and she grew up to have a successful life, successful now, Hollywood, good looks, so everything. This book, my life, is a happy, happily ever after story. Okay. Well, so when when did this? Well, first of all, where, where Let's start at the beginning. Like, where were you? Where were you born? Born in Centerville, Iowa, USA. It's uh, like the third poorest county in Iowa, uh, real close to the Missouri border. Well, my town, my county, bordered Missouri. My town is like 12 miles from the Missouri border. Uh, grew up in a normal family. <clears throat> my dad had a good-paying union job. My mom was a stay-at-home Irish mom. Went to mass every Sunday. <clears throat> I have a younger brother, younger sister, and just uh, normal. The only th I had a good childhood. The only thing, my uh, big gripe about my childhood would be that uh, me and my brother were severe asthmatics, and that's the only thing that I would, looking back, that I wish I could erase because we were both severe asthmatics and didn't get on medication until we were like 10 to 12 years old, so it was pretty rough growing up So I mean, th to that angle. Did, on, you, on did, that you, ever, did you ever get in trouble when you were younger? No, or? I was an athlete. No, I was no. My mom. We went to church every Sunday. No, I never got. I never got detention in high school. I was an athlete, a good, pretty good athlete. I was a good sprinter. Was an all-state baseball player. I was state runner-up in a hundred-meter dash. I was a decent football player. No, I, uh, I was a straight and narrow kid. My junior year in high school, we threw paint in a public swimming pool. Got a little probation after that, but no, no, no real trouble. Okay. Well, why'd you throw paint in the swimming pool? Why wouldn't you? I don't know. It was there. Yeah, we, my buddy my buddy worked at the school. He found a bag. He stole a can of oil-based paint on his last day at work. We decided it would look good in the middle of a public pool. Wow. You know what I mean? Um, so uh, did you – so when – like how did how did you end up – were you a bodybuilder? Were you working No, I – uh, I was a skinny kid growing up. Right. I like I, I graduated. I weighed like a buck 45. I was always uh how tall are you? Well, I've shrunk a little. My prime was 5'10". Okay. So and you were a buck 45 or buck Oh, when I graduated? Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. I run like the wind though, pal. That's super skinny. Yeah, yeah I, I was. I really was. And I, you know, I I really didn't lift weights until I got to college. And I ran track a couple years in college. I started taking roids uh in between the two times I ran track in college, put on a little weight, and that's how I kind of got in a roid business. So, I mean, where, how how'd that happen? Like, like you knew a guy who knew a guy? Or yeah, back just, in the 80s, it wasn't hard to get. Right. It wasn't hard to get. Yeah, it was real easy. Diana Ball. Diana, and, that's yeah. what I and, – and I think I, that's what everybody starts on, right? Yeah. I wouldn't – I wouldn't ever – that's not a good track steroid, so I never took it when I was running track. Winstrol is a good track steroid. Anavar is a good track steroid. Even human growth hormone is good out uh, track uh, track roid, but I never took it while I was running. I took it in between seasons. You know that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And uh, see, it, it wasn't a controlled substance until uh, 1988 when uh, Ben Johnson beat Carl Lewis in a hundred meter dash. The federal government threw a threw a fit over it, and that's how come steroids become a controlled substance. You know that? No, I didn't know. Yeah, that. I just they threw they were a big, always. No, no, no. They wouldn't have controlled in the the Controlled Steroid Act of 1990. It become a Schedule Three controlled substance, 
the DEA didn't want to even make it a controlled substance. They were against it, but the Congress made them make it a controlled substance. And and after after it become a controlled substance, there's a lot of fake shit on the market. Right. I mean, junk coming right. in from coming in from uh, Mexico. You had you had your fake. You had your counterfeit. You had your you had your good counterfeit and you had your bad counterfeit. Like if I give you a bottle of Dianabol, it might be nothing in it. Or if I give you a bottle of Dianabol, it might be something else in it. Or it could be the Dianabol. Does it make sense? It, it was good. There was good counterfeits, fake, and bad fake. Right. And so I knew that uh, if I get access to top the line stuff, you know, I, I can name my price if people are t- tired of fucking with the junk shit. You know what I mean? And what year is this when you started? I was started in nineteen. 19- 90 when I started writing fake scripts. If you read the book, I wrote fake scripts. Right. And I come out of retirement, I wrote your fake script there. Right. See that? And I, you got artwork on the wall right there. There's a fucking Rembrandt. You know what I mean? You got to stick that right on the wall right there. Nick. Let me look good. Right. Whoops, excuse me. Right there. You know what I mean? Right there. We'll, I, we'll I, do I, it later. <laughs> I wrote, uh, if you look that up, I wrote one of your fake aliases on there, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Charles you White. Charles White. I, I, fig- I figure you got that. Michael White. But anyway, yeah. I thought it said Charles White. That, that, no, I got I, a Michael's White. Michael White. There was. I, I had a. I, I well, think that. I think the guy, the cop that I listened to, your, he, he said you used the Charles White. No, it was. It was a. Uh, um, I had a Michael. Michael White. We had a Lee Black. Well, we yeah, had, I'm sure yeah, you, yeah. you can get one of these Charles White. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Why, why not? I figure you got an ID like that. Hid with the money the government so, can't find. You know what I mean. So you're just you're just getting. So, so you I'm going to the pharmacy and get the shit. Right. And so you also, don't need a source. Your source is the pharmacy. Uh, yeah. And uh, I I knew how to get it out of veterinary clinics too. Okay. And uh, like I say, I, I wrote you that. And if, if if you wanted to go cash that in instead of my uh, DA number, I wrote my federal inmate number. I don't think that'll be a real issue with that. You know what I mean? Uh, and, it, and and if you go cash that in. You want to dress down. You don't want to go in and look like Charles Atlas. You know, you want to go in like, you know, sweats, old, you know, have some pants in your hand, you know, and right. buy them because five or six years and I can give me shit in your pants anyway. Just start stalking up on them. You know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, no, that's that's how I got into it. Right. So, and, what were you selling them for? Like, what what what's the what? What are you buying them for? And what are you selling them it's for? Probably. Probably buy it for thirty-five bucks a bottle, and if it was good stuff. You could sell it for hundred, hundred twenty-five bucks a bottle. You know, with the Winstraw, he's getting out of the pharmacy. Same thing. It was a little more expensive. Right. You know what Winstraw is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what Ben Johnson was caught using. Okay. But uh, and uh, so I, I I made a not a great living doing it, but it was supplemental income type type stuff. You know, makes sense. Right. Well, what were you doing for a living? I'd work in factories and stuff. Often I got laid off in a factory, bounced around, just kind of nomading. And uh, and how I would uh, market this, I, w- I went to weightlifter. I was a pretty good weightlifter one time. I, w- I went to bench press meets. I could I could bench press. Uh, I weighed one sixty five and do like three twenty five. So and I meet people through there. Right. Plus you, people know you got good stuff. Word of mouth. Yeah, yeah. It gets you around. know how that. And uh, people people knew I wouldn't fuck them over. I have a pretty good. People don't know. No, I don't bullshit them. You know. Well, I mean, you're also getting it straight out of the pharmacy. Yeah, but that's that's a pretty rare thing. That's pretty right. hard. That's pretty hard. If I come up to you and say, "Hey, you know, I got stuff out of the pharmacy," people are saying, "No, you you, you don't you don't have that connection." Right. You know what I'm saying? It's a kind of a hard thing. But then in uh, 1995, let's see here. There's a pro steroid bodybuilding magazine. There was a guy from uh, Ukraine who put in a uh, letter to the editor, basically wanting to meet pen pals. And I read between the lines, wrote him a letter because I knew what he had, and I got hooked up with some Ukrainians we were smuggling in the country. It started out a nickel and dime operation, and then it got bigger and bigger. We first we smuggled them in with little toys like this, and he'd stick them in a, the little Russian dolls. The but he they, he couldn't paint like this. Right. They were they were they were big eggs, and he had generic painted. This is Boris Yeltsin. Right. I'm pulling his fucking head off, you know. Right. But anyway, he stuck him in here like this, put cotton in him, glue him, sent him to the mail, and then and, and it would get and through get, customs. I had to sign for it. Got through customs. The only problem is, like I said, 
he wasn't a good painter. He he was signing. He was sending big generic eggs. He sent a bunch of them, and the customs over there caught on to him. Right. And so, this is 1995. He wrote me a letter saying, "Hey, they're on to me. Uh, nothing's going to happen to me. They just think it's stupid that I was doing this." Uh, and he owed me some money. I said, "Well, don't worry about it. Get me, you know, whenever you can. Figure a way to get it and uh, send it to me." And that's and we figured out how to another way to get it in. Sound good? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah. So you're getting it. You're, so you're bringing in. Get how, it so through how, the mail. How much more stuff? How much stuff are you bringing in at a time? It's it's nickel and dime. See, I figured that this is all going through snail mail. Right. We're right. writing each other. This guy, I figured he was rich, but he was poor. You know, because it just fall of the Soviet Union, right? Yeah. And I was right. We was going off everything by snail mail at first. And then he figured out how to, we was writing, he had letters. He'd mail it to me in a letter. And that's when I had my first problem in 1996. The shit was falling out of the packages. Yeah. It was it was getting crushed. Right. He had a lot of, he had a lot of people in Europe sticking their fingers in there, it, po- postal thieves thinking it was money coming through. Right. And the, and the powders, pills are getting crushed and falling out of the, out of the envelope. And that's when I had my first problem. The uh, postal inspectors come in on me. I basically got slapped on the wrist. What do you mean? They just showed up at your work? Uh, or they walk, no, knock yeah. on your door? They kick in the door? They No, I was uh, driving around my small town, and I seen the cops behind me, and, uh, and I seen them stop me, and I seen a postal inspector jump out of a van, and they had like five or six packages that he mailed me that I didn't know he mailed me, and they told me how to come down to the police station. If I had to do it over again, I wouldn't have went to the police station. I would have went to a lawyer. Right. I went to the police station. I told him I was hooked up with some doctor who made up a story. I told him it was clenbuterol. And nothing happened for like three years, but they finally, they finally give me a, like a misdemeanor slap on her wrist. So just before the statute of limitations runs out, they, yeah, they, they file. Yeah, yeah. Because they, they knew I wasn't going to quit. I mean, I don't know, maybe. So in 19... 19- well, so the whole time you're on, you're waiting. Are you still bringing it? Still, I took a month it? off. We took about three or four months off, and, and then I you t- just start up again. I wrote him and said, "Hey, it's like '96, '97." He gets a telephone, so we're talking to each other on telephone now, and things are getting it. You know, he can. We figured out how to get it through the mail. He become a beggar smuggler through the mail. Knew how to wrap it so it wouldn't be seen by customs, postal inspectors, and we started that. And I, I expanded my business by I put my I put an ad in the underground newsletter. I started getting customers all over the United States. And they were kind of suspect, you know, a guy from the Midwest. How's he getting his top-of-the-line pharmaceutical shit? For, I mean, what I was getting was pharmaceutical-grade stuff. Right. You know what I mean? This isn't – this stuff today is, like, uh, made in labs, you know, kind yeah. of clandestine labs. They're getting their shit in from China, the powders in China, and they're making it in these clandestine labs, yeah. right? Yeah. But this was ta- this is pharmaceutical grade stuff. This yeah. was made by pharmaceutical grade companies out of Poland, uh, Turkey. I mean, it was. Gr- I was even getting uh, human growth, real human growth hormone, not synthetic human growth hormone from from uh, Russian cadavers. It's made out of the pituitary glands of dead Russians. That sounds horrible, <laughs> bro. That sounds disgusting. <laughs> um, it worked. It was good stuff. I sold a lot of it. Um, He once got plastic surgery because he didn't like the photo on his wanted poster. His legend precedes him. The way indictments precede arrests. He is the most interesting man in the world. I don't typically commit crime, but when I do, it's bank fraud. Stay greedy, my friends. Support the channel. Join Matthew Cox's Patreon. Okay, so, uh, well, I mean, over there... Like it's not, I'm like it was chaos over there after the fall of the Soviet yeah. Union, right? Like I mean, Ukraine breaks off, and yeah. you know, all these so, uh, former Soviet bloc countries are are they're all in just yeah. you know they're 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 going through hell. So you, you know, everybody was just struggling to make money. So it's not like they're chasing it, this stuff down. So uh, I mean, I don't I don't know they, uh, but he he said the post postal inspectors didn't weren't hard on they just thought it was stupid. Yeah, well they got real criminals to chase like that. You know what I'm saying? Like it's yeah. illegal, but. You know, you're talking about they got gangsters and murders and all kinds of stuff going on. Yeah, over here they take it more serious. Yeah, 
1999, he figures out how to get in on airplanes. And I don't pay any, from now on, all the stuff I get's on the spot. I mean, he was spent, I mean, everything I get gets to me and I pay him later. Okay. I because of the one, on the the one issue before? Yeah. And, it, and, and, and he wrote me a letter when we got, when he got busted. I wrote him a letter and said, hey, don't worry about you getting caught. Just send me when you can or you can. And he wrote me back and said, well, I got somebody over here I can trust now. You know, somebody not crying about their fucking money back, you know. Right. So we've be, we, we become good friends. We got a phone. We call each other. We talk about, you know, politics, sports, anything. You know, we become pretty good friends. Right. And I told him someday I'm coming over to see him. He's like, all right, fuck it. I don't care. And so in uh, 1999, we were getting in on airplanes. They figured a way how to beat on customs, and we was getting boatloads of shit in. And since I was the guy they could trust, it was all coming to me. I mean, we're talking, you know, five thousand, ten thousands of Russian Dianable and original packaging. We're talking top of the line stuff. And I didn't have the market to sell it. I did a lot of reshipping for them. You know, what right. I'm saying? you know, I didn't. I live in a small town. I really didn't live close to a gym, which I don't know. I don't know if I don't want to deal with. A bunch of guys doubt what I had anyway. You know, like I say, I'm a small town guy. Where's he getting his stuff? You know? Right. That makes sense. So you're so you're reshipping it. So reshipping it for them. Plus, I make some money too. You know. Right. And uh, in nineteen, and I'm traveling all the world. With Bobby Hoffman. In 1998, not over the United States, but Bobby Hoffman. 1998, uh, a friend of mine decides he's going to try ultimate fighting. And lo and behold, he becomes one of the most feared heavyweights in the world. You know, he, I don't know if you're in ultimate fighting. No. How'd you meet him though? Oh, he was, he was my high school. He was two years younger than me in high school. And the reason he wanted me in his corner, he knew I'd get shit. You know, right. and I'm not going to where we're, ta- where we're taking. And I'm not throwing a guy under the bus. It's well known that he had substance abuse problems. You know, I'm not, I'm right. not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not like that. But he was a, he was a hell of a football player. The guy should have, he could have played NFL football. He could wrestle. He was big, strong, and tough. And I kind of doubted when he got into it. I figured, ah, fuck. Uh, he, but he he became one of the most feared heavyweights in the world. He beat some very good guys. I mean, I was in his corner the night in September 1999 that he knocked out a guy named Rico Rodriguez. That guy went on to be UFC champ. Yeah, I was going to say, I've heard that name. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I don't know anything Alistair about it. Alistair Overeem, that's a bigger name. I wasn't with him. He he, he That was in Japan. And he... Uh, it looks like he killed Overeem in the ring. It was it was brutal. And Overeem can't take a punch. That's his big thing. He has a glass jaw, and maybe that had something to do with it. Because I mean, he really fucked him up, man. It was bad. I was I wasn't there. I was locked up. We'll talk about that later. But uh, <laughs> but I've been locked up a few times. But uh, is it for the same thing, steroids? Oh yeah, that's the only thing. Yeah, I did. I did two. We'll talk about. It. I did. Yeah, but so I was traveling all over the world with him. It was or the United States with him. You know, selling roids from, like I say, uh, May 1999 to September 1999. May 1998 to September 1999. We'll get it straight. All right. I'm a little nervous. Yeah. It's the, the, I, I get dates. Like I did, uh, I did a whole series on like my life and going to prison and everything. Like, listen, um, my dates are off. Some of the yeah. things I'm, you know, yeah. I, I misremember the exact, like, did this happen first or that happen? At, like, it's hard to remember, especially look at 20 years ago. Yeah. If, if the book, the books in order, everything I'd done, you know, in exact order, like I said, we'll be jumping around and it talks about me going to prison, exactly what happened in my life. I, I'm not, I'm not consumed with this. You know, I've kind of let a lot of this shit go. Right. It, it's it's not something that I, I think about every day. Yeah. Well, actually, I talk to a few people in Ukraine. I keep in contact with them. I'm more interested in that than shit that I did 20, you know, 30 years ago. Yeah, know? yeah. I understand. I mean, some people, you know, some people, these types of, like, the crimes they committed or there are certain events in their life that they, you know, they live off of their whole life. Like like being a, a high school, you know, you were the high school football um, uh, jock or something, and they, they, they remember they they go over that in their mind you know for the rest of their life and yeah. some people are like ah eh, it was something that happened i'm just gonna move on and yeah yeah i don't i'm not consumed with it yeah like i said before i'm nah just i don't think about it a lot I try to block a lot of it like i said i'm getting older you know it's been 1995 it's been a few days ago you know yeah. 
<laughs> but this is the magazine, oddly enough. It's a see back in the day, this, this magazine was a very pro steroid magazine. Right. It's got like it tells you how to do roids. Where I mean, how to find counterfeits and the real shit. I mean, it was anything goes. Then they, I don't know. Then he starts promoting his own stuff. So what? So you're getting a man. You're traveling all over the world. No, and I, yeah, I did go to. Yeah, I went to Kiev and uh, I went to Kiev in August of 1999. I met my buddy. Stayed there a week. I actually stayed in Bucha, where Putin just got his tank battalion jammed up his ass here in uh, February. Right. God bless him. <laughs> um, yeah. So what happened when you went over there? Pick up at the airport. You yeah, know. he picked me up at the airport. He knew who I was. He had a sign that said Joe. I knew, and he said he recognized me. And he uh, he took me to his house out in on Butch, and I stayed there a week. Went downtown Kiev a few times. Stayed on Independence Square. I didn't know it was Independence Square. They never called it that then. They said we're going down, going down to the square. You know. Right. Stayed with him a week, and he told me uh, exactly how he's getting in the country, what was going on, and said you're going to be our main guy. You know. Then I had my first incident. And November, the, the Saturday after Thanksgiving, 1999, I had a bunch of shit sent to me in a post office in Unionville, Missouri, where my mom was staying. And they surrounded me. They they said there was a and I and I wouldn't talk. So I, so you drove to the post office to yeah, get I drove the, the stuff, po- yeah. and they pull they up in the cars, get on the ground, the whole thing. No, they're not on the ground. No, they were small town cops. They were they were dicks like that. Yeah. Oh, they're listen. Every time I've been arrested, they've been. No, dead. they didn't get me. They made me get on the ground. Yeah. No, they were like, they surrounded me because they because they knew I didn't carry guns. And shit. Yeah. They knew they knew. But no, they were they were half ass respectful like that. And they were telling me, you know, we think there's suspicion you got steroids in the pack and the packages. I mean, I mean, it's like fucking three big box, four big boxes. I could barely see over the fucking boxes. All right. Of Dianable. I mean, 40,000 tabs of Dianable. But uh, I wouldn't talk. And I figured uh, they laid a heavy bond on me. They laid like a $150,000 bond on me. I fought the search warrant. I fought them. I had a motion to suppress. I thought their search warrant was bullshit. And I lost the motion to suppress. They were throwing a bunch of time at me and this stuff. But I basically did seven months in the county. And then I, I didn't beat the motion to suppress. Imagine that. And uh, I got four months of a shock treatment in Western Missouri. And this is federal, state, federal or state, state, personal state. state, personal state. Personal state. Anyway, I'm, I'm sub- and what helped me here, even though I got caught with that all that shit, it was only possession. Right. And then because if it yeah, should have been distrib- distribution, yeah, like, you know. But in Missouri, uh, possession of steroids is. Uh, is a uh, possession of steroids is a felony where in Iowa possession of steroids is not there. It goes from state to state. And, it, and that kind of gave me, it kind of helped me out only get possession because of my fed charge. If I had another possession to distribute, I might've got a career criminal. Cause I got, had, I got another little charge later on. I had nothing on me basically, but they got me with possession intent to distribute. I got caught four times. I was a slow learner, you know, right. Shit happens. You know yeah. what I mean? So what's the uh, so so you get out? Got out. What, what happened to your buddy? Like like did did he he realize you were arrested? Like he I just... got oh my I got when my I had family come to jail. I got word out. He got word out to him, and I told him what he did wrong on the fucking packages. Why he wrote a bad fake address on it, and they corrected that. I got out, and I moved to a town, and we just started up business again until nine eleven. 9-11, I was a pretty big guy until after 9-11. Right. Now, after 9-11, I mean, we couldn't get shit on airplanes anymore, you know. Okay. And the reason the feds come on me in on me in 2010, I was laundering money for them. I was laid off, needed some extra cash, and if you wanted some stuff for my buddies in Ukraine, you'd send the money to me. I would I would tell them through via the email that I got the money, and they would get their stuff. The only thing is, there's a guy in Pittsburgh that told on us, and they were in our emails. And uh, they come and got me and them guys March, uh, St. Patrick's Day 2010. They busted my buddies in Cyprus and come and got me in Centerville, Iowa, on the same day. You, who, who was in Cyprus? My buddies. They, the FBI coaxed them 
So there's no extradition laws in Ukraine. You can't go right, to right. Ukraine. Right, right. So they they convinced them they to convinced come. Them, they convinced them to go to the, the, to uh, Ukraine because they was going to tell them how to launder their money through credit cards. You mean they, they convinced them to come from Ukraine to Cyprus? Yes. Because they could arrest them in Cyprus. Yes. Right. Yeah, that happens. That they, uh, yeah, because there's, yeah, there's no extradition laws in Ukraine. Yeah, yeah. I, I know a guy that uh, used to do, he owned a company that did um, extractions. But, like, you can't go into Ukraine and arrest a Ukrainian. They said, but it was it's not difficult to coax these guys to go to a, an ex, a com- country where you have extradition, and then they grab them there. See, what what really screwed what's really screwed them, I should have went back over there. I was going to go over in 209, and I didn't. And they would have told me what was going on. Because every, I didn't talk to these guys on on the phone from 207 on. It was all, he said, no, we're email. You're going through email. They bought my computer and shit. I said, all right, whatever. So, and if I would have went over there, they would have told me what went on. And I would have told them, and you can't be doing that because there was a big bus of steroids. I think it was Operation Raw Deal where they went to like Austria and all these fucking countries had extradition law. And, and even though they had nothing on them, conspiracy, they had a big meeting with these guys, the FBI saying, hey, we're, we're going to teach you how to launder money this way. So they got them for conspiracy. They had this big meeting. Then they went to their hotel and arrested him. Makes sense. I just don't understand why they've taken it so seriously. Like, you, like there, there's real issues out there. He once conned Bank of America out of $250,000 using nothing but a fake ID and his charm. He is the most interesting man in the world. I don't typically commit crime, but when I do, it's bank fraud. Stay greedy, my friends. Support the channel. Join Matthew Cox's Patreon. And it, you know what? It was a big operation. I didn't make yeah. any. I didn't make. I didn't make a lot of money, but I had to have a good time. But yeah, I, yeah. I showed you my buddy's house. I mean, yeah. they they were making fucking bank. And if you if you Google up there, well, their money, case money goes a lot further in Ukraine. Yeah, than I mean, yeah. it does here. And uh, and what's what's funny is I was with, I was in my I, okay so. We're, we're kind of jumping around. I can say read the book. I, yeah. you know, but anyway, so they didn't come get me till a year later because they took me down to the county jail. I wouldn't I wouldn't talk to the police on a state charge. They kept me in the county jail and filed state charges on me. I wouldn't talk. I didn't talk. So anyway, I got my cousin who's a Fed lawyer, and he told me, you know, hey, you know, you're in trouble here, blah, blah. And they so I had to admit my role the, the feds come in i had to admit my role i said i really don't know who the fuck's doing this you know it's been since years i've talked to him on the phone i have no idea who's over there i have no idea who you arrested i don't know they thought i was a big guy right. which i i was not i was their money launderer but i i really wouldn't make a lot of money and i basically told them what what's in the book what i wrote in the book and uh, the state charges eventually had to go away because the feds kept the uh, kept the evidence from the state they wouldn't cooperate with the state they did and the state guys wanted to talk to me that day with that i admitted my role the feds i told them i wouldn't talk to them it's the best thing i ever did because they had filed state charges on me come federal time i'd have been in real trouble you know what i mean right because that really added points to my score makes sense right so what the you're saying the feds ended up picking up the charge <laughs> The state charge got dropped. The yeah. feds got dropped, or you're saying the state dropped and the, they let you go? No, the state charges got dropped. The feds. I, I had that meeting when I had that meeting. I had that meeting with the feds when I was in jail. And that was 2010. They didn't. The feds didn't come get me till 2011 because my buddies were fighting extradition. And if they would have got off, so you can get off. You can get off the island, Cyprus. If you get to the northern part of the island, there's no extradition laws. You can get. You can. I was hoping they'd bail out. Jump and on a boat and get the fuck out. See, there's no ex- yeah, get to the northern part, get to the, on the boat and get out. See, if they would have got away, they might not have come got me. You know what I mean? That the whole thing might have went away. Right. And I called my buddy, got his number. He told me who they got. They got his son. They got somebody else. He said, are you coming over? I said, man, I got, I got they got my passport. I can't, man. I, I just can't. I'm not going to fucking Ukraine. You know, I don't speak. He said, all right. And uh, so they finally come and got me. I had to turn myself into Pittsburgh. May May of two eleven, I turned myself in to Pittsburgh. Drive to Pittsburgh, turned myself in. Cause I was a died out of Pittsburgh, cause that's where the guy that ran on us was from Pittsburgh. Right. Yeah. So, what what ended up happening? What you? I got you didn't uh, get bonded out. No, I told no. I I could have went home. I pled guilty, 
I said I want to start my time now because I'm tired of fucking waiting, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a good lawyer. My lawyer was Mike Kielty out of St. Charles, Missouri. He's, he's my cousin. He did a good – it helps that family yeah, fight. Yeah. I got two Fed lawyer cousins. <laughs> if I got some shit go down now, which I don't do anything now, if I had anything go wrong, I got two Fed lawyer cousins. They got my back. Get that Irish blood in it, you know. So if you're how, Irish, we're, we're going to take care of you. How much time did you get? I got only got 20 months. And my, uh, my buddy's got three years – Three and a half years. Anyway, from so okay, so they, they, they did extradite. Oh fuck yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah, absolutely, okay. absolutely. And, and they uh, got three years. Three and years, ten months. And uh, we had a switch of uh, district attorneys, or what do they call it? Not district attorneys. Hmm. You know what are they called? Assistant U.S. attorneys. Yes, sir. But anyway, we had a switch of U.S. attorneys. The lady was going to let them buy themselves out. The lady was going to let them pay a million dollars and go home. But we got a we got a change. And the guy was a dickhead, and I know this because I was in I was in Ohio with these guys. I, we right. got moved to Youngstown, Ohio, and I was in Young I was in Youngstown with these guys. They said, "Yeah, the lady's gonna let us buy us out and go home, million dollars go home." But the guy wanted to hang us, and he made him do three years, ten months. You know what? Right. Though he made it a favor because that million dollars probably coming in pretty handy right now. Oh, I'm sure. You know, I mean, because they're you know they're. And they got more time because they just had more evidence against them. And they, that's really yeah. Well, I mean, they were the kingpins, right? He kingpinned them. <clears throat> and they, I'm sure, they didn't appreciate them fighting extradition and fight, yeah. you know. Yeah, they, and, you know, they really didn't want me. You know, my my cousin did a good job. They were she was pretty lenient. The guy they commit him and would give them the the time. He was wanting to fucking hang me, and the judge wouldn't go along with it. You know, he he, you know, he he did what he did. He admitted his role. You know, you know, and the, the the guy they brought in, the other attorney, said he didn't cooperate. You know, he didn't give us any information on anybody. You know, he just admitted his role, and that shouldn't be, that shouldn't count for anything. Said, it should count. It should, it should it did. count for yeah. I was gonna and say it did. It, it, it did. At the very least, it, it 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 counts towards your you know at least one or two points. Yeah. For, for taking uh, in your role and then turn yourself. Yeah. 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 But then that's all I trial. I, I played within, you know, a reasonable amount of time. Yeah. You know, yeah. and they shouldn't, you know, and then they, of course they should roll the charges together too, because I, you didn't, I didn't have to go to trial. You didn't have to. Yeah. You know, so well, I yeah. couldn't, I couldn't. There's nothing that it. says you have to cooperate in order to get the benefit of pleading guilty. Yeah. Cause you know? I didn't really know right. what was going on. They were like, cause they were, well, I went to state court and they was telling my charges. They were announcing these two or three Ukrainian names, and they, I didn't know who the fuck they were. You know, I didn't, I didn't, I couldn't. And there was one guy I never met. They were arrested. I never, uh, I never didn't really, I never met him when I was over there. I didn't know who the fuck he was. Right. The guy they they pinned everything on. I didn't know him, but they didn't get the kingpin. That's between, they didn't get him. They lied. They said they got the kingpin. They didn't get the kingpin. So they got well. Listen, they'll anybody they they'll no they didn't get they'll the kingpin. They'll switch the kingpin. Believe they me, they to. didn't get the kingpin. Right. Well, <laughs> I'm saying they'll. I'm saying they'll. If you're you're the the top dog out of five guys, you may not be the top guy in the operation. They'll say this is the kingpin, yeah, and I, then the next guy. guy that comes up, they'll say he's the kingpin, and that just to stick you every yeah. single time. They're, you know, they make everybody sound like a monster. The the poor guy that got he had nothing to do with it. He was just kind of a chauffeur driver. He looked like your stereotypical Ukrainian Russian. They, 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 they kingpinned him. Is what it is. He yeah. and I told him, even though he didn't do it, I said, "Well, they could have got you on conspiracy." He didn't speak English. And my buddy, and he knew. He said, "Yeah, you, you admit shit like that. You, they're going to get you on the conspiracy." So they they did their time. They got out. Yeah, I'm a type. I'm. I know they're alive. That's all I know. I, I uh, communicate with a guy over there. <clears throat> and he told me, yeah, your buddies are alive, and that's all I know. I don't have any communication with them. They're probably living under the grid. I don't know. Well, they're probably – well, how old are they now? Are these guys The older? guy. You showed me the one picture of the yeah, guy. Yeah, the guy right now, he's five or six years older than me. Oh, wow. So he's, he's 60s. I was going to say, so he's probably not fighting in the Ukrainian. No, economy. his sons might be. He had two sons. Yeah, yeah. The guy I talked to, he he's older. He's not fighting in – I met some people over there that I don't know if they're fighting in or not. You know, you kind of wonder what's going on. Yeah. And I, I, I email or I message a guy a lot, but lately I kept messaging because there's a lot of power being cut off over there and shit. One of the guys got a generator, you know, a generator comes on, he'll check in with me and let me know what's going on. I kind of get some of the stuff before the Western media gets it. It was kind of interesting. You know, some, uh, 
some stories about what's going on over there. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's uh, I, it's funny because I I watch stuff. It's like almost almost every morning. I bet you five days a week, I listen to this this radio station. Not radio station. It's like a, it's YouTube. It's a YouTube channel that talks about. It gives you the updates on the war. And I'm pretty sure it's it's probably run out of Ukraine or someone in Eastern Europe. Yeah. Um, but so every day I I hear you know sometimes nothing's happening but. So I kind of keep up with it and Kershaw. I think they're doing pretty good at Kershaw. Right I think it's now. amazing that I think it's amazing that they're getting the shit kicked out of them. By, they're motivated. That's one thing about Ukraine is that they're not scared of yeah. Russia. And that's what that, I got that impression on over there. We're not we're not scared of these motherfuckers. Yeah. Well, you know, I think just you know that aside, in general, it is always difficult to invade a country because the inhabitants are always going to fight harder. You know, for their their country. I was born here. I was raised here. It's got to be hard for the Russians. Fuck their brothers. Yeah. Well, and they don't want to be there. Yeah. And, and uh, see, when I was over in Ukraine, I mean, they, they said from day one, we want to be part of Europe. We want to be part of the European Union. I got that from everybody over there. Yeah. We, we, we don't we don't want nothing to do with Moscow. You know, we want to be our own independent country. We're Ukrainians, not Russians. Yeah. Well, you know, the Russians, after the fall, um, you know, they they had a chance to become to to really kind of you know become a part of Europe and then they just went with the oligarchy or the oligarchs and then they took over everything and it just become run by the mob you yeah. know it's it's so the, they they could have they had a they had a, a great opportunity and they just squandered it yeah you know so and, and then of course you know Putin's invading all these countries and the Russians the Russians just like they just want to live their lives yeah no shit like it's this guy's pro- oh I want to rebuild the, so- the old Georgia, Soviet everybody. Union and yeah. just like well, that's your deal bro like I just want to pay my bills and raise my kids he so he thinks he's Peter the Great I yeah. mean he's he's yeah he's I don't know he's gonna end up getting himself you know killed or something I don't know what's gonna happen I follow him closely well, you know I the, don't know the don't problem know. is and I've watched a bunch of stuff like on you know unfortunately everything all my knowledge comes from YouTube. Um, and so, but you know, the problem is like, he's not every. you know, you think, Oh, why doesn't the guy's filthy rich, probably the richest man in the world. Why doesn't he just retire? Because the truth is if he retires, whoever gets in there, there's a good chance they kill him, Yeah, you know, or he ends up in prison because you don't want this guy out there with his power base. What if he takes over again? So our best bet is to take power. And then say, oh, my gosh, he's been stealing from, from us the whole time. Arrest him, throw him in prison, or have him executed. Like, there's not really anywhere he can go. Yeah. So he doesn't have a lot of options. When people are like, well, why didn't he just pull back? Because he'll probably he'll probably be overthrown. Yeah, well, why I mean, doesn't he just retire and go to another, another country? Who's going to take him? Yeah, no shit. No shit. It's you know? a mess over there. I feel sorry for those people. They're good people over there. <clears throat> I mean, you know, they're just— like you make Ukrainian buddies, they were good people. They're trying to make a fucking buck, you know. I mean, it was, right? You know what I mean? It was, yeah, it's sad. So, what are you do? What do you do now? I, I got a pretty good job. I live in Centerville, Iowa. I got a pretty good job. I uh, I work what fifty hours a week. I live in a real laid back town. I go I go gamble at the horse track a lot, at Prairie Meadows. Right. And uh, my daughter, she's lives in Missouri. I still keep in contact with her. So everything, everything's all right. Man, everything turned out all right. Right. She just got married. You said got married. Got married. Saw a picture of her. Beautiful girl. Yep. Yep. So everything's good, man. Okay. <laughs> Written the book. I told you, you, you gotta, you got you should do a um, audio. You know, I even have somebody that will do the audio <laughs> version for you. If like he'll he'll read it. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I kind of, we, like we talked. You know, if you gotta be connected, sell a book. You know what I mean? I know. It's 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 a it's a, a lot of Paul. Like I would say, if I was banging one of those big fat ass Kardashian girls, this book would be a bestseller. I, t- or their hairy ass stepdaddy Bruce. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think, yeah, I think uh, it's a lot of politics in it. Like I said, this book's every bit as as orange as the new black. Or you got guys like Bill O'Reilly selling, killing the mob. I mean, it just bugs me. What the fuck's he know about the fucking mob? Well, I mean, he's got a he's got a he's got a publisher. They they push yeah, it. I they get have it. a they have a. I get it. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's, I get it. How many, you know, and this is what I always say. It's like, here's the problem. The problem is that if you ever watched American Idol? Yeah, some. Like, okay, so like the top 10, 20 people that are on it, they're all amazing. Yeah. Every one of them should be a superstar. Every one of them. How come only one wins? Yeah. And usually you don't ever hear about that person. Now, you might hear out of 
10 seasons, you might hear of two of the people that actually won. Maybe somebody, three people down that got cut might get famous, but most of those people never hear about. Because the truth is that if it's a combination of luck and knowing the right people that gets you famous. How many movies have you seen and halfway through the movie you thought, how the fuck did this get made? Yeah. Like, this is a horrible movie. And then I know of other stories that you're like, oh, this has got to be a movie. You never hear about it again. Yeah. It's just the luck of the draw. That's a lottery. It is. Right. And that's why, like, with me, I'm just, I just keep throwing stuff against the wall. Like, eventually something will stick. And if it doesn't stick, I'm okay with that because I like what I'm doing and I'm happy and I'm not in prison. Yeah. Because, you know, look, you know, you get out of prison and it's like the the worst day out here. You've heard this. The worst day out here is better than the best day in prison. I hated the halfway house more, more than I hated prison. Oh, oh no, halfway house was the worst. Sucked. It was I, the worst. Thing about it is, with me, I was only halfway house two months, and the feds pay for like three months, so I didn't, I didn't have no bills or anything, and I, I pretended like I'd go look for a job, walk downtown of Tumwai, go to the bus stay, walk around, they get on me, look for a job. No, I'm not a fucking job. I'm only gonna be here two months. Why would I look for a job? Yeah, right. Why am I gonna lie? These people say I'm not gonna be. I'm not sticking around here. You know. Yeah, the halfway, I, halfway, I hated halfway house. Halfway house. They're pedophiles in that fucking place. Well, they're they're also horrible because, you know, they're on you so much. Like they're all. At least the nice thing about jail. I had a counselor wasn't. The, the the nice thing about jail or prison, you could you could go weeks or or months without ever talking to a guard. Yeah, it's not like that in the halfway house. They're all over you. I wasn't like that. Even my counselor wasn't on me. It wasn't that bad. It was a small. A tum was small. Oh, no, bro. I was in Tampa. It was. Yeah, fuck we're you, we're getting counted three, four times a day. We're getting that. yelled at. We're, and, and if you didn't have a job, you had to clean. Like It's like I'm wiping down the same table three times a day. Luckily, I got a job right away. But there were there was there was major issues in that the halfway house at, at Tampa. It was, See, it's I got to disagree. There, there were some days in prison where it bad. I got to play softball again. No, <laughs> I mean I had good days. I'm just saying you'd rather be yeah, out. Yeah, oh, you'd rather be yeah. out, but it, it, the anyway. food out here is great. The, oh, you, you didn't like your raw chicken on Tuesdays? No, it was no like medium was, rare fucking chicken. No, Jesus and we Christ. talked about that like on the way here. Like there were some days where where there were some meals that it was like, wow, this is good. Yeah, this is good. Most of them weren't, but so, they were edible. I worked in the kitchen the last month I was there. We got some pretty good meals because they, they were cooking. The, Meals for the guards, we got those meals. Mm. That what about bad. what about holiday meals? Like they they yeah they tried. Uh, yeah, that's what little, I thought. Roasted chicken to yeah, shit. That's what I thought. I thought <laughs> they tried. I, well, I thought you know like first of all, like when I, when I was out committing crimes, like when I thought about what prison would be like, like I wasn't thinking well they get good they feed them good and they have good meals on the holidays. I didn't think any of that. I thought you got slop every day. And so when, when the holidays came around and you had a decent meal, yeah. I was like, wow, like I don't deserve this. The thing that was a lie, though, the medical shit. That was oh, a, yeah. That's a fucking lie, thinking to get good treatment. No, medical kills more people. That was terrible. Yeah, they send you out the gate so you don't die on their time. If you're gonna, yeah. or they, they that's would, a big myth that you get good medical treatment to pay. They would have people. That's a big myth. They would have people die, and they'd wake up hard like, with rigor mortis, and they would act like they were still alive they'd be like quick i've got a pulse get it's like got a pulse on his roommate the guy's as hard as a rock he's been dead all night like you know and you know they would come in they grab him and go okay and they put him on the on the gurney and they'd run him out and they'd say he died in the ambulance on the way yeah imagine that what are you doing you i had had a cataract i was wanting cut out and my counselor's only she's you're gonna have to wait to get out they can cut that fucking cataract out you don't want them to yeah i don't but that was a big myth. I mean, people believe that bullshit. The medical, no, it, I, it's fucking, it, it's not true. I had a guy, Missouri wasn't bad. Wait a guy. Listen, I, I could, you do a whole podcast State. with just the different people that died in there that just needed just basic medical attention. I don't think we had anybody die. But I don't oh, we had, listen, there's we like had people 300 people like every six months. We only had three people, 300 people in my camp. But if you I'm look at, camp. oh, I had, there was 18 people, 1,800 people to 2,000 people in Coleman. So it was like every, every, Three to six months, somebody's dying. See, I was in Marion too, by the way. That's where I did. That's where I did my last bit. We talked. I say that message when they shut down Alcatraz. They they moved everybody to Marion, but it's only like a. It's not. It's not a max. It's a. It's a. It's a minimum, medium. Right. Victor Boots there. You know oh, who? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course I know. Yeah, <laughs> the 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 Merchant of Death. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. He's over there. 
he's, but, uh, he's the character that uh, Nicholas Cage yeah. was based on in uh, 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 Lord of the War. Lord of War? I don't know. I, I, I don't remember the name. But when they when they uh, brought all the prisoners from Alcatraz, what they did, you know, when they called people to challenge shit, and uh, Alcatraz had a big steam whistle. Okay. So what they did, they put they brought that steam whistle to Marion, and every Saturday at noon they'd blow that son of a bitch just to remind him where it was across the street in the main prison. I was in a camp. You see the steam rolling off that whistle, and it, 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 just to remind you. Have, have you ever been to uh, Alcatraz? I had a chance because I'm a Raider fan. I went up to a couple games out there. I never did. Are you serious? I, I never. I, I might one of these days. But see, one time I was out there. I was on bond. I was getting ready to get my. I thought I was getting probation in Missouri, and I was. I went to Oakland. I went to a Raider game. I was gonna go to Alcatraz. This might be bad karma. You know, if I go to prison, maybe they send me. I didn't go, and they still went ahead and sent me to prison. So I should have went. I I went uh, when I was probably twenty. 22, 23 years old, I went to um, Alcatraz. I, I went to San went. Francisco and went. Is, uh, yeah, they got is, they got ferries that run over there. I think I was going to go once, but the ferry was sold out. Yeah, we went, and you could, you know, when I, you could put on, you could get headphones, and what happens is you, you follow like a line, and it's like, you know, you go to, you know, number two. You go to number two, and you're standing in front of a cell, and they have the guy that was in, had been previously in that cell, He's talking to you, and he's like, oh, "I was right. arrested in, or you know, sentenced <laughs> in 1931. I served 11 years in this cell." And he would tell you this whole thing. You'd be like, "Oh my god!" And you know, I'm 22 years old. And then you go to like, you know, you know, go to number four. You go to number four, and then there would be maybe a guard would tell you a story. Maybe the guy was dead and he couldn't do it. And there'd be a guard that'd say, "You know, this is where you know." Al Capone spent seven years, you know, for tax, you know. And so it, you do the he whole He died thing. there, didn't he? he no. Died, he died in Maryland? Died, died in, in, uh, he died in Florida. He went to um, he went to Sarasota. He had a house uh, on the bay in Sarasota, and he died there. He died of syphilis. Oh, died of syphilis. Yeah, I, know. I knew he died of syphilis. I was thinking he died in, in Alcatraz. That, that, by the way, that was curable, but he didn't want to tell his wife that he had syphilis. Huh. Because he, so, you know, so he didn't want to get treatment for the syphilis, so he never told his wife. Instead, he just suffered with syphilis. Give syphilis. it to her or what? I, I don't know the rest of that story, but, you know, what an idiot. Like, yeah. I'm just, fuck, I just go get the treatment. Like, yeah. it's penicillin. Not tell her. Wouldn't yeah. tell her. No shit. Yeah, exactly. No or, shit. Um, or own up to it. Listen, I banged some fucking chick a few years ago, and I got fucking, you know, this, and we both need to go, or we could both die. You Sorry, fly, you're disappointed in me. Did you fly Con Air any? I was on that of fucker course, three yeah. times. Yeah, did you yeah. go to Oklahoma. Went through Oklahoma. Boy, that's a that's a fucking conveyor belt, right? Like that's a that's a machine. Yeah, no shit. When they they line you up like chickens on the on the on the thing and they're cheating everybody up. Yeah, that's that's like assembly line. Yeah, there. my girlfriend went through it too. Like, we talk about it. Like they just yeah, you walk up on the little stairs and they those guys are so fast. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, like oh, they yeah. pull your pull your cuffs off. That's it, weird. It's almost like they're almost not on, Connor. They almost they they literally they will hit you with the key, twist it, twist it, twist it, twist it, and then yank practically. So it's like they are so fast, like your hands are, and then they and they pull them off you. And you're like like factory workers. Man. Fuck yeah, it's something else. It's amazing how fast they they boom give you a brown a brown bag with a bologna sandwich and keep going and. Go here and go there and go up there and you're he's in room 105. He's some bitch on a plane all covered. Uh, oh yeah, that's good time. Everybody, he's heard this like <laughs> he's heard this several times. Like everybody talks about that being on like the bus trying to eat. Your, <laughs> one of my one of the guys I met there, he's a he was a guy from Arkansas. This is like my third Con Air trip. And he goes, he says, "Hey buddy, when 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 you go to the bathroom, they take these handcuffs off." I said, "Fuck no, <laughs> the fuck you talking about? Yeah, that, that's." I don't know how people shit. Do people actually shit? Uh, what in the bus? Uh, on the fuck? No, on the con airplane when you got to. Oh, I don't listen. I I know guys that pissed their pants like. Uh, but they take you back to the bathroom. Yeah. That's, well, how how, how are you gonna you how are you gonna do that? That's like, what I mean. No, first, you know, one of the things is the the sand. It's like designed where they give you like peanut butter. They give you all these things that basically keep you from going to the bathroom. You got you got a piss though. All the women up front. Yeah, all the guys. Keep like, your head and shoulders out of the aisle. Some guys want to sniff them girls' box when they're yeah. going. My my girlfriend was like, she's like all the guys. Yeah. Hey baby, hey baby. Keep hey, your head and shoulders hey, out of the aisle. She said it was good horrible. time. Oh yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I got shipped around um, through Conair. So I went to I, I got a, I got arrested in Tennessee. So they sent me to Oklahoma, and from Oklahoma, I went to uh, uh, to um, Atlanta. Where at? I was, Robert A. Dayton. I was at the Robert A. Dayton. Initially, I was at uh, Union City. Yeah. But then they actually, when I I was there about six months, and then I got moved to Atlanta City Detention Center. And about a year later, they closed down Union City because it had so many violations. And uh, but I was only locked up for those two places was a year, and then I then I was sentenced, and I went to Coleman. I was in Youngstown for a month. Uh, Robert A. Dayton Center. You ever heard that? And it's in Atlanta. Robert Robert Dayton Detention Center. That wasn't no. bad. Then I went to Oklahoma and then Marion. The last trip. Yeah, Marion, uh, uh, Mariana. I've Marion, Illinois. Pete Rose went there. Pete Rose did his time there. He watched the ninety. World Series there and that. Uh, they said he spent most of the time in the warden's office kissing his ass. What I uh, how much time did Pete Rose do? They got him. They didn't get him for gambling. They got him for tax evasion. Oh, okay. Not ta- I think he only did six months. But I think he was the Reds won the World Series in 1990, and I think he watched it from the. I think he watched his team in the in the pen. I'm pretty sure that's the story I heard. In the pen? In a well, he's in a camp. Oh, okay. The camp. I was say it the hell. The camp. Um, he was in a. He, he did six months, I believe. I think he did much time. Okay. Year. That's what I heard. So I, the myth was that he he give money to help build the softball field. It was a nice softball field. It was top of the line. It was really nice. It was nice. Nice infield, smooth infield. There was a rumor that he gave money. To, the, to help build a softball field. True or not, I don't yeah, know. I was going to say, there's lots of rumors. <laughs> um, uh, oh, oh uh, anything else? Buy my book. Yeah, definitely. Buy. <laughs> that's your, you can have that. That's your That's your book and your prescript. Yeah, I need to. <laughs> Matt the cat. I would have called him Matt the cat if he's locked up with me, the slick cat. Slick talking cat. I appreciate you guys watching. And if you like the video, do me a favor and hit the subscribe button. Hit the bell so you get notified of videos just like this. Um, share the video. If anybody, a lot of guys are like, bro, I don't understand. Your channel's not blowing up. Well, you're not sharing my video. Yeah. Um, uh, also, uh, leave a comment in the comment section. I try and respond to most of the comments. I've been slacking the last couple of days, but I'll jump back on it. And I really do appreciate it. Also, my email is in the description. So if you want to send me an email directly, you can send me an email. And thank you very much. Good for, meeting you. Yeah, I appreciate you uh, coming. And yeah. all right, see you.